George. No, no, I tell you what. Yeah, no, just stay there. That's good. No, going down, down below there would be good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What we have here is there's a lot of concern about about the you know social distancing and stuff at the church. And so I thought about it. I talked to the research development, and they thought maybe it might be good because we in the Church of God, we believe in laying on hands. And so, you know, I thought, well, we could probably work out some things with it, you know, like, say, for instance, you know, folks around the altar, what we do, we probably could, uh, I could probably, since it's about officially six foot long here, they can stand right there, and I could just lay that right there and lay hands on them right there, and, and it works so well. I tell you, did you feel it? Did you feel it? Then, uh, you know, and, and believe me, I'm not making light of the circumstances of the environment and, and safety and everything, but then also... Even hospitality and greeters, hospitality and greeters, what's so great is that people come through the door. You can shake hands. You could go just like that and say, good to have you here at Rodney Pike Church of God. Thank you so much for being here. Now go ahead and move along. Amen. And then, or if we really have, you know, someone comes through the door and if Jim Copley gives us a signal, hospitality greeters can do this. That this is so designed just in case a little bit more distance is needed. Somebody come it might look kind of odd and we just, you know, get a little bit further away and how you doing there? Give them a wave, you know, and, and say, good to have you today. God bless you. You can come on in if you'd like. Thank you, Research and Development Department. Uh, yeah, I might even change a light bulb up there. I don't know, but it might blow out the hand. We'll have to see a little bit of heat might do that. But praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you so much. If you would take care of that. Now, you, you know I'm being a little silly, don't you? But it's okay to laugh a little bit about this situation. You know what? The, the thing is, is that God's going to take us to new, new levels. That's what's happening. What seems to be holding us back is kind of like, I just got a vision. I just got a vision of a, of a slingshot. You ever have a slingshot when you were a child? And in order to realize to have any, any type of force or any type of distance be gained with the rock or whatever you're going to shoot, it's almost as though you've got to pull back and then release and then suddenly it will shoot an object to a far distance because it's been pulled back. Let me tell you, that's what's happening to the church. We're being pulled back with that tension. You feel the tension. I've been feeling the tension for the past six weeks or so. I've been feeling the tension. You're feeling the tension in your house, in your house of what's going on. You're feeling the tension, but it's God. It's God who's doing pulling back, and you're suddenly realizing as you go in the opposite direction you're finding yourself having to get deeper with God and closer to God and getting closer to him and understanding and then what's going to happen the season's going to come God's going to let go when he lets go we're going to fly and we're going to go farther than what we've ever gone before hallelujah we're not losing ground we're going to gain ground I'll tell you, because we're dealing with supernatural. We're, we're not dealing with any type of statistics that uh, Washington comes out with. We're dealing with a truth. 
we're dealing with the God Almighty he's the one that's leading us and guiding us I'm so glad that you're here and I don't plan on holding you long but maybe perhaps some of your children might be interested in in what I'm about ready to say because what I'm going to share with you is, is going to be quite elementary and it might be simple but I think maybe it might be a word in your life if you let God speak to you let's pray right now father in the name of Jesus Christ anoint this word let it pour into the hearts of everybody that's watching right now God we feel like we're at a disadvantage but actually Lord you always give us an edge you always give us the advantage your Holy Spirit always fills in the gaps and works in ways that just amaze us now Lord help me to speak a word into the heart and lives of your people in Jesus name I ask it amen amen I just like to I'd like to you know I want us to recognize where we're at we're living in a time that's putting a strain on us mentally there are concerns some of you have concerns over your jobs and over your livelihood and may even be challenged right now a lot of question marks about the future and what's going to happen with your job or wherever you work some of you so that creates a type of battle in your mind there's a concern over our jobs and there's also a feeling of being helpless watching out for an invisible virus and a feeling that we're being under control and controlled by the government agencies who mean well but yet it's still change and an inconvenience we're feeling that way and yes some of us might even feel edgy moody helpless you oh go and give me a wave if you're yeah wave at me if you've been feeling that edginess and that helplessness and, and that mental anguish hey I'm not going to be a preacher that ignores the obvious and this is obvious and that's okay how many here part of the human race uh, say amen you know and so what I'm feeling I know you're feeling and you're experiencing it some of us might feel that way but I just like to share a few moments with you a word a simple word that I want you to say it out loud and repeat it after me when I say this because there's a reason there's a purpose you need to feel the atmosphere where you're at in your home and where and around you because there's been some there's been some spiritual monkeys that's been placed on your back there's been some junk and garbage going on all around you there's been a lot of the fear factor going on everywhere that wants to challenge your faith in God but I want us when we finish today I hope you'll be encouraged and know that that number one I just want to tell somebody here right now the battle's not yours it's God's the battle is not yours but it's God's but I want you to repeat this after me this two-word phrase let it be your declaration in the atmosphere let it be what you speak into the air right now let it be after we're done today tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday this is the phrase you need to say and it's just simply two words I can I can repeat it after me I can. I can come on you can do a little louder than that I can, I can. Uh, do do your kids hear you say it I can. I can 
Does mama hear you saying, I can? Yeah, does your neighbors hear you say it? I can. Hallelujah. Now, there's something in this that I want you to see and understand. I've got over here a little bag, and I'm going to use a little simplistic, almost embarrassing illustration, but I think it's going to get across a point that I want you to see and have. Thank you so much. I am dry. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It's open. That's good, because I think everybody might want to see Pastor baptize himself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I can be dangerous with open containers, so that's... Uh, but this is what, what I got in my hand is something's called, would be a work glove. Maybe some of you have it at home, one like this, and just a simple work glove. And it, it's supposed to be something of use and value, of getting the job done. So I'm going to lay this glove down here. But then I'm going to do something else. I'm going to put this Bible down here. And I'm going to lay it here right next to it, to the glove. And I'm going to tell the glove, glove, he's not going to answer back, but glove, pick up that Bible. Now, I don't see it moving any, do you? It's not doing much at all. Um, maybe what it needs is a little bit of encouragement. Now, now, glove, you've got everything. You got it. You're created. You've been created. That you know. You've got all the tools and talents necessary to pick up that Bible. You've got fingers. You got. You got everything needed to be able to do it. Now, go ahead and pick it up. I'm not getting any response here, and. Maybe, maybe what it needs is, is some discipling and training. Now, glove, what you've got to do is you've got to take your thumb and your fingers, pull them together, and you can grab something. So that's what you can do. It train you how to pick it up, and you can do it. And, and you, you know how to move. You know how to work the fingers. Go ahead now. Pick up this Bible. Uh, nothing's happening here. Uh, maybe... Maybe it's just, uh, maybe I know what it, maybe it just needs some fellowship. Maybe we just you know, give him a couple other, we have a, he has diverse fellowship. And fellowship just coming and more of these, these fellowship folks coming and getting with him and encouraging him and saying, now you just go ahead now, you got all this company, you got this fellowship, you just go ahead and pick up that Bible. And still nothing occurs. With the encouragement, with the words, with the training, with know-how, with the talent, with the creation that's, <clears throat> that's created as though it could pick up this Bible, but won't pick it up. What, what we need to do is with all these things going for it, it still isn't moving. It can't do it. It can't do It's too weak. It does not have the ability to pick up this Bible. It just, it just, it's not possible. But then, you and I know that there's a verse in the Bible that in Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Now, you know what's going to happen? Is that through Christ, I can. Through Christ, I can. 
through Christ and he filling my life and giving me the ability to live. I can, through Christ, do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You see, the ability is the ability in God. Our opportunity comes from God. Our life comes from Jesus Christ. Our strength comes from the Lord. And we need to understand that in our life, that I can, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Now, there's three things that you've got to do to be able to know that you've got the strength, that you can do all things through Christ. That, that number one is identify your weakness. Tell God, I need help. I need help. Oh, there's a whole lot of sensational Christianity going on today. Quite impressive. Quite a bit of showmanship. Quite a bit of confidence here and there. And, and, and I'm telling you, Facebook is filled with people. My goodness, if everybody that preached and shared a gospel word on Facebook lived for God as much as they talk about it on Facebook, I, the whole world would be turned upside down. But the truth is this. We need to identify our weakness before we can enter into his strength. We need to understand and we need to tell God, God, I need your strength. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, it says, and he said to me, my grace, Paul said that Jesus, as he was praying in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, and he said to me, Jesus spoke back to Paul in his hours of agonizing prayer. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Isn't it funny in God's kingdom, it's always just kind of the, the opposite kind of stuff that is so contrary to the world. We must surrender in order for us to have victory. Amen? We must submit before we can commit with power and be able to do something. We must love those who hate us, give when we don't have anything, we're supposed to do everything that's kind of contrary to what we should. So why don't you, why don't you just surrender your weakness over to God and say, God, I'm weak, but you are strong. And in my weakness, you are strong, oh God. In my weakness, you are strong. I might just, I, you know what? I just might hold on to this glove. How's that? Amen. For in my weakness, he is made strong. Paul said, I'd rather, I said, he, I'd rather suffer the reproaches and the infirmities and needs and persecution. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. That's what the devil doesn't get this message and the enemy needs to hear. No, I don't think he wants to hear this kind of message is that he's trying to tear us down but the more he tears us down and the weaker we become, the more dependent we become on God and what happens, the mighty working power of God begins to work through us when it's less of us and more of him. So go ahead and confess your weakness to God. It's okay, yeah. 
You've been slipping this week. You've been losing your cool. You've been going crazy. Your wife, you're about ready to drive her crazy with your attitude. And the, and the kids have been dragging you. You don't know how you're going to get through this. On and on and on. I'll tell you how. Uh, just admit your weakness so the strength of Jesus can come in and say, Oh Lord, I'm weak, but you are strong. And I'll be strong through you. Through you. We've got to be honest with ourselves. Any great thing happens in our life, it's been God. And whenever any of us have been used of the Lord, it's been the strength of God that's brought us through. It's never been us, nor our willpower or our, our determination. It's been God's power working through us. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. So in order to receive God's strength, I must identify and admit my weakness. It sounds contradictory, doesn't it? In order to be able to do all things, I must admit that I can't do. I can't do. But in order to do all things, I've got to admit that I can't do within myself my power. It's not a contradiction. It's what would be considered to be a paradox. A paradox is where two opposite statements are equally true. A paradoxical truth must be embraced for a paradigm shift to take place in our life. It's got to be God. It's got to be Him in our life. It's not us. Quit trying to measure up. Submit to Him. Tell Him your weakness and so He can fill you with His strength. I have to admit, I need, I need God's help for God to help me. I can't do it without him. It's got to be him. It's got to be Jesus. If pride keeps me from acknowledging my weakness, I will never receive God's strength. As long as I'm doing it on my own, I am on my own. But if I become as the glove and say, I can't do it, but if you'll work through me, Jesus, I know I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Pride will get in the way. Don't be prideful. This isn't a time to be self-righteous and filled with pride. Admit your weakness to the Lord and the Lord will strengthen you. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God and he that he might exalt you in due time. I believe that the more Christians quit trying to run things and let Jesus take over and do things, the more glorious things are going to happen. I believe we're learning to operate in our inabilities right now. We're learning to have to submit and to, and to give in because God's saying, listen, you're giving in to the powers of the authorities here on earth, but will you give in to the powers and the authorities of heaven? And God's teaching us this. He's teaching us through this. The second thing you must do is you must believe that God's stuff is enough. Believe in God's strength. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, as I read, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know what perfect means in that verse? It means maturity. In other words, it comes into completion in weakness that we rely on him. Then in our weak state, then suddenly he can do something with us. 
Suddenly, if this weak person will say, Lord, I'm weak and I need your strength, and I believe that you've got that your stuff is enough, God. I believe your word is anointed enough. I believe your Holy Spirit is powerful enough. I believe the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful enough to cleanse me of my sins. And I believe, God, that you've given me the right stuff, and your stuff is enough. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, somebody's shouting out there. I just know you are. I don't hear you, but I believe this word is for you. In Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus just says simply a, a very common statement. He says, have faith in God. Now, I mean, I got a question to ask. Shouldn't the disciples after they had been you know, walking with Jesus and seeing the miracles of Jesus, shouldn't they? I mean, did they really need to be reminded to have faith in God? Shouldn't the disciples have, have been past the basics of have faith in God? The truth of the matter is we never get past the basics of having faith in God. Whether we're a rich person thinking that we can handle it all and do it all, we got all the resources and everything is needed, or we are like the person that has been so oppressed by life that we don't believe that God can do and, and make the impossible happen and turn things around. Either it's that, but the message is still the same. Have faith in God. That God's grace is sufficient and God's stuff is enough in our lives. God's able to do exceedingly abundantly what we'd ever ask or think of to the power that's working in me and in you. This means God's able to make us able. Did you hear me? God is able to make us able and we can say, I can, I can, I can. And when we're weak, God can make us strong if we have faith in God. His strength is made perfect in our weakness if we believe his stuff is enough. And the third thing we need to, to do is we must exchange our weakness for his strength by exchanging our vows. You know what I mean by that? I've stood here many times when the pulpit hadn't been here and a husband and wife or a bride and groom comes up and they're going to make their vows to each other. And that vows, the vows that they make are the language that they have for each other and need to speak it all the days of their marriage to have and to hold for all the circumstances being richer or poor in sickness and in health I pledge I love you and it becomes your vows your wedding vows and a vow throughout your marriage that you make a vow so a vow is something you speak and you do so in other words we must exchange our weakness for his strength by, the, by exchanging our vows like dearly beloved we're gathered here today to join our weakness to God's strength. <laughs> By exchanging our vows to start talking like God talks. Amen. We're exchanging the vows. We're not going to talk like uh, the CDC says all the time. Turn off the TV every once in a while. Open up the good news and the word of God and let it balance out everything. I'm talking about shut down Fox, shut down CBS, shut down ABC, CNN, anything. Shut it off for a while and begin to tune in to the Lord. You're weak and in our weakness we're made strong. That the good news of the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ is the answer. We need to start talking like God talks in Romans 4 and 17. 
as it is written I have made you a father many nations talking about Abraham the promise and in the presence of him whom he believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did God raises the dead by calling those things that be not as though they were we exchange our weakness for his strength by doing the same thing we talk like God we speak the word we speak faith believe in him in Joel 3 and 10 the Bible says beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears let the weak say I am strong let the weak say I am strong and I am I can because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me let the weak say I am strong there's a revelation of a difference between calling those things that be not as though they were and lying for the weak to say I'm not weak is lying all of us need God to work through us to do his will to work out his plan to be filled with strength to do what is needed to do through his power it's, it's saying we don't need help when we do when we say that I'm not weak you're lying if you say that you say I don't need help when you really do need help However, for the weak to say, I am strong, is to say I have faith in God's ability in spite of my inability. I can. I am strong because I got a faith in his ability in spite of my inability. I believe God. I believe more in God's ability to succeed more than my own ability to fail. I have more faith in him than in myself. I have more faith in his ability to give me power and strength and make me succeed and make me victorious than what I do in my inability that I would fail. It's Jesus take over. Jesus take the will. Jesus take the lead. Jesus take my hand. Jesus show the way. Jesus strengthen me. It is Jesus in my life. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can. I can. Hallelujah. I believe his strength is made perfect in my weakness. <laughs> I believe God enough to change the way I think about me and say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Can you make that your saying and say, I can? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me through him. We're all his gloves, but we need God's life and strength. You know what? Those gloves are pretty dead things, aren't they? But when the life of Christ comes in someone, they can do, they can operate, they're alive. Praise God for the life he gives us. Where are you at with God right now? Number one, let me ask you, are you backslidden? Are you away from God? The Lord will restore you. God's on your side. He even loves you when you turn your back on him. He loves you and he cares for you. 
why don't you just why don't you just admit your weakness and go to him and his strength and have faith in God pray this prayer with me right now you need to restore your relationship with Jesus Christ you know you're away but it's time it's time to come back to him God's doing something and he wants to do something in your life pray this prayer dear God I'm coming back to you I'm not going to run away anymore I have faith in you forgive me of my sins help me in my weakness and make me strong for in my weakness I am made strong I believe that Lord and I come back to you and I thank you in Jesus name now if you've prayed